Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton from the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests. And as always, we've got a great guest for you today. We've got Madison, who's done some great things within the music world. We're proud to have her on. Just talking to her, I think you're going to like her. But Madison, are you here? I am. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. We appreciate you coming on. And Sandy, are you here? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how, how are you handling this time frame right now with what all we're going through? Oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like there's so much going on in the world right now, like so much. Everything is very heavy on my heart right now. Um, as far as COVID and quarantine, um, I've been I've been doing well. I've been, like, writing a lot more, and um, it's good. been, like, pushing me to be more creative. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we talk to so many artists, and it's like some um, some artists are like, I'll be honest, I haven't written a thing. And then other artists were like, mm. they're like, I have had my best work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It definitely depends <laughs> on the person. And, yes. And, and, of course, we don't want nobody to feel guilty because, you know, I've seen a lot of articles talk about that in this time of COVID. Please don't make people – you know, some people are like, well, you, now you got all the time in the world. But, again, with so much on people's minds, sometimes it's, for some people it's hard to express themselves in that moment. Totally, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely like pushed me more because now I have to like think more outside of the box for ideas and stuff. Because um, mm-hmm. there's not a lot going on. <laughs> That's really <laughs> all. We look forward to hearing some of what comes out of this through you down the road. Yeah, all my quarantine songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so as we really get started here, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you. Yeah, so I, um, of course, my name is Madison. I'm 18 years old, originally from Southern California, but I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and they're both so different, but I, I, I love them both. They're both my home. Um, I sing and write country pop. Um, so I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm just trying to make a living doing what I love to do. That is really awesome. So has Nashville been everything you dreamed of so far? You know what? I well, I lived here three years ago. Um, I moved okay. from California, and then I think mm. I lived here for about a year, and then I moved back to California, and now I moved back. Um, <laughs> funny stuff. Fact about me is I've moved like thirty <clears throat> times almost um, mm-hmm. in my eighteen years of life. Um, so, but now that I'm oh, back, wow. I I definitely missed it. Um, I love the. Mm-hmm the vibe of other artists working with other people mm-hmm. in the industry in Nashville is so much different than LA. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely miss that aspect of it. The one thing I can say I didn't miss was the weather. I'm not going to lie. It just started <laughs> raining outside my window right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I miss the sun. And, and yeah. see, that's the thing that, you know, we're planning on moving to Nashville next year and we're living in Savannah, Georgia right now. And that's what, it, oh, and okay. we could, you know, one of our goals was actually to move down to Florida to Jacksonville. Um, and we always love Jacksonville. And it's like one of the hardest things that I'm trying to get over is, is moving away from the beach. I love, oh, yeah, you love the, the coast. Mm-hmm. I love that we can just hop in our car and right down the road, just go and just walk the beach. Night or oh night. yeah. And there's nothing and better. That, <laughs> yep, and that's the, my, that's my toughest dilemma. But again, 
when your purpose is in Nashville, you kind of have no choice to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> and and you know Nashville is you know it's an amazing community that we you know, that we have realized that that's kind of taken us in and we love what Nashville stands for because um, I got a really cool story um, and it's really what showed me now this is before the tornadoes now granted once the tornadoes happened that really showed Nashville for what it really is um, with everybody mm-hmm. helping but before that I remember and this is something small but to me it wasn't small because months ago I pitched on Facebook and I was looking for someone local here in Savannah. The, if anybody had an extra mic that they that they had, would love to get it. Would love to come by and get it for me, the extra podcast mm-hmm. mic. And a, a friend of mine from Nashville private messaged me and said, "What's your address? I'll mail you one." Oh my goodness! <laughs> that the that, people that here. showed me. So sweet. <laughs> and I like to tell that story when we're talking about Nashville because because Nashville is just a unique place. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the community here is like no other. When the tornadoes and everything happened, um, mm-hmm. my dad and brother and I drove down to East Nashville to um, just like look and see what was going on and like if we could help. And um, everyone was just mm-hmm. so like up and like uh, had so much spirit in them and was like, oh, yeah, no, we're fine. Like, like everything's great. Like, <laughs> like nothing has happened. And these people, like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it was it was crazy, but yes, amazing community here. That is awesome. So as we get started here, I like to always start out with a few light things before we really dig deep. Um, what are some mm-hmm. hobbies you like to do outside of music? Oh my goodness, um, I get like stressed when people ask me this question because music is like my entire mm-hmm. life. Um, ever since, <laughs> like, ever since I could talk, I was singing, and um, wow. I've played piano since like first grade, and um that's just like that's just that's everything to me it was a hobby for a long time um until mm-hmm. I decided to make it not and uh, get serious about it um mm-hmm. oh my goodness I'm I mean I was gonna say I'm trying to teach myself electric guitar right now but I guess that also <laughs> well, that, can, well, that can kind of still be a hot I guess that can still be a hobby because it's still something outside of what you currently do so I guess like yeah know, we'll accept that <laughs> Okay, yes. okay. Oh, you know what? Absolutely. I, one of my favorite hobbies is hiking. That's um, that's, a good one. that's something that I've been doing awesome. a lot since I moved here because there is no beach. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, well, what am I going to do outside now? And I just go on these beautiful hikes, and there's, Tennessee has so many beautiful waterfalls, too. Oh, wow. Because I know that, you know, Tennessee is a definitely beautiful land. I mean, again, we'll be giving up the beach when we move there, but we're also getting a little more beauty within woods and stuff. Yeah, it's different. It's a different beauty, but it's, like, equally as beautiful. So what's something quirky about you? Oh, oh what a cute question. Um, hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's quirky about me? It's always interesting what people answer that one with. Oh, we have had the best answers to this question. <clears throat> really? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and people have been honest on the on their question. I would tell you, they people have. have told us things that, that have been really honest and authentic with that question, and we've been like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, now I feel like I should like do something really fun. Um, something quirky about me. <laughs> I. Oh my goodness. I don't know. 
this is like so random, but I'm sitting in my room right now and I just looked over and saw my mm-hmm. candle. So I guess like every single time I go into a store, if they have candles, I have to smell like all of them before leaving. <laughs> that's um, a, that's, yes. <laughs> I like that. Is that does that count as like something quirky? <laughs> Yeah, that could Absolutely. Be, you know, again, it's just yeah, you know, quirky is just something different, right? I mean, it really that yeah, would really yeah. that question. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. clears throat> so, at what age did you say, you know what, I want this to be a career, where you looked out and you're like, mm-hmm. man, I could do this? Yeah, I was 12 years old. Um, actually, I might have been 13, but I, it was it's 12 or 13. And Mm -hmm. it was because I was at a singing camp and Mm -hmm. my dad had filmed a video of me and posted it of just like a little singing clip. It was like 30 seconds and it kind of took off and went viral. And I, I'd known that I loved singing ever since I could remember. And um, I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed performing, but I never thought of it as Mm -hmm. like, could I do this? Like, for yeah. a living until that went viral and I was like oh well other people oh, wow. enjoy it also so I feel like I could really do this <laughs> and I think that was the turning point oh wow viral will do it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's definitely crazy you know because again you know the artists of yesterday had to really go through a lot more than the artists of today because again if you could get that social media following it comes a little it's still hard but it comes easier than back than 20 years ago. Definitely, yeah. It's it's we have a lot more resources to use. Now, the negative side of that, of course, is anybody that wants to be signed with a label, labels have gotten smart. They no longer do and for the most part, you know, artist development. They're like, "You know what? You could have you could have a Carrie Underwood voice, but they're not signing you if you ain't got a following." <laughs> So that's the negative side of social media. Mm -hmm. You're so right. Um, Yeah, you have to, I mean, at least for a lot of uh, the labels, it depends on who you talk to, but you have to have that Mm -hmm. social media growth. I mean, you might not have to, but it definitely helps. It definitely helps. And -hmm. if you don't want to get screwed, I remember we interviewed Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville a while back, and we were talking about this whole thing. And and he was like, um, he says, if you sign too early to a to a um, label, he says you got screwed anyway. You just might not know it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he said, there's, he said, with the tools that we got today, he says, an artist can. He says, we're into in the independent phase of music. Mm-hmm. This is where artists have control over their own destiny. That, that they should oh, yeah. only need an, a label. See, he said labels will always be here, but but he was saying that. People should not consider a label until the music is taken off so much that they can't handle it on their own and through their team. Because he said, it ta- he says when you when you blast off like a Carrie Underwood, he says only labels can handle that. Mm, wow. Yeah, um, so, I know in today's like society and everything, it's a lot easier to be an independent artist rather than have a label. Like you can do it mm-hmm. a lot easier. And still make a career. That's what's great because you know a lot yeah. of people that they don't they don't want people their kids and all that to be part of music because they think there's no career. But there's like, you know, there are people that you would never know are making a living on it. They don't, you don't have to be a Blake Shelton to make a really great income. Mhm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mhm. I know. With so, um, what drives you? Me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
Um, yeah, I was going to say with me, with me personally, I um, see music as just what I, I feel like I'm meant to do and what I love to do um, rather than mm-hmm. something that's never, I've never really been drawn to is fame and uh, being as big as like these other huge stars, you know, I just want to be able to mm-hmm. um, make my music and um be able to like play these small, small, smaller venues, um, but still have like um, a nice fan base where it's like I can, you know, I can live off of what I'm doing. Because I just want to yeah, be able exactly. to, I just want to be able to make music and live that way. And to be so young, you've got a strong fan base. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, very thankful. <laughs> so, what drives you personally? through all this? Because it takes a lot to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main thing that drives me is just that I'm just very passionate about it. Um, there's, and mm-hmm. I don't have um, any backup plans, which I think is something everyone should live by. I know a lot of us don't because yep. um, I think a lot of times we just live in fear and it's like, well, mm-hmm. in case this doesn't work out, I'll have this to lean back <clears> on. And it's like, well, you're just setting yourself up for yep, to go that way. To have that thing you lean back on, you know? So um, I just go into it full 100%. This is like, I put my all in um, into what mm-hmm. I'm doing and just the fact that I love it. It's just my favorite thing in the world. And, you know, I love what you just said because, you know, you always hear people say you've got to have a plan B and a plan C and all that. And, you know, there even hosts, most hosts of the big who who interview the big artists, a lot of times they're taken aback on on this answer. They always ask the big artists the same exact same question. I've never not heard this question not asked when you when you listen to interviews um, from the big artists. But the question was, if music didn't work, what would you be doing today? Mm-hmm. And ninety percent of the time, they, the the big artists, I'd just be a broke musician. Yeah. And they're and then they're and they're taken aback. You didn't have a plan B, and they're like, no. Because because a plan B becomes your plan A when the struggle comes. Please. Yes. <clears throat> and I love hearing people like you, especially the young ones, that realize, you know what, you've got to be all in. <clears throat> and usually um, I go with some, some of the positive sides, the highs of things. But because we're kind of going this route a little bit sooner than I normally do, you know what? We're going to go that route right now. I'll flip the script here. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, because as you know, it's tough out there. And I like to bring up the side that people don't, you know, people see the glory, but they don't see the grind. They don't see, they don't see the issues you go through. And I like to go there, too. Um, so I'm going to tell a story to lead us into this. Um, 2014, we interviewed Alex Remember, uh, music is a hobby. She goes, because once you make it a career, it's a game changer. She goes, you have to think different. You have to eat different. You have to live different. She goes, it takes a lot to be four hours on that stage. You have to do everything so different. She goes, the sacrifices they have to make, sacrifices their family has to make. She goes, yes, it's a passion, but now it's your job. And she goes, it's rough and it's tough out there. She goes, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. 
Um, the first half of the story, I don't, I'm not sure why, but it was breaking up a lot, and I can't really understand it, it you, but was, I got to, Did you get back to breaking up on your end. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Yes, I heard it too. <laughs> but it's straightened up now. Okay, I, I just turned my... Um, I had just turned my Wi-Fi off on my phone. That could have been why. That's why it was. Oh, okay. Yes, we can hear, <laughs> could hear you loud and clear basically, now. Yeah. Basically, what she was saying is the sacrifices they have to go through and all that. That that you know, if 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 you can do, if if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that and just keep music as a hobby. If not, then go all in because that's the only way mm. these sacrifices will be worth it. So, what do you think about that? And let's go there on that that side of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I definitely agree with her. If if you're not 100% in it, and that's not like mm-hmm. the only thing like you know you're here for, um, then I think you can you can always keep it as a hobby. Or if you have other interests, um, just try all of them and uh, put a little bit of effort into each one and see which one you're really more passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. Like personally music is the one thing I feel like that I'm just I know that's what I want to do I don't really have um, any other things that are worth it mm-hmm. that makes sense. yeah that makes sense I mean just it like does. with the show we're you know we don't have a plan B I mean we, we do side gigs to keep us afloat but we're all in mm-hmm. on the on the show and and, and like I mm-hmm. tell you before the show started you know we're adding an extra thing next week where we bring on faith field stories too, not just yeah. artists, but kind of combining the both, because mm-hmm. our show is the Chris and Sandy show, Up Close and Personal, with whatever mm-hmm. guests we bring on, and so we're all in with this. We, we don't have a plan, but this is it. This is what we yeah. want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <clears throat> so we get you. So since we oh. talked about some of the struggle sides, let's go the other way now. Um. Tell us some of the moments where you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that. Some highs that's happened in the last few years. Yeah, um, I, I just did my first um, Nashville's Right Around, which is a really popular thing oh, wow. around here. Um, it's basically you and a couple other artists are on stage mm-hmm. and you um, take turns singing original songs that you've written um for the audience and yeah. it was really a mm-hmm. great experience because you get to meet other artists and um share like and just see each other's different original music and I think it was it was really fun um I actually funny part about it was I thought it was mm-hmm. I sang three songs and the next artist sang three and then so on but it was really like mm-hmm. supposed to sing one at a time. So I go into my second <laughs> song and they're like, no, 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 like it's my turn. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. It was like right on stage too. Um, but oh, it's wow. a really cool idea that Nashville does. Um, and I think yeah. looking back like that was, I just like, it was little, but I thought it was um, a lot of fun. That was like, oh, I got to participate in my first Nashville ride around. Yeah, that is really cool. What are some other few moments yeah. where you're like, you know, wow, you know, it's yeah. things are really um, coming together. I think the first thing where I was really like, wow, this is crazy was um, I was asked to be on a TV show called The Pop Game. And it was oh, wow. me and four other singers. 
And um, it was mm-hmm. kind of like a, a singer's boot camp, but a reality TV show version. So um, mm-hmm. we would go out and perform at these different venues in L.A. And um, we would do different, like, um, little, like, singing games. And um, basically, in the end, the winner got to uh, mm-hmm. sign to Timbaland's record label. And Timbaland was the host of the show, so he would be on there. Um, and then they would get these special guests. They had um, JoJo and they hmm. had Jordan Sparks, um, oh, wow. just like really incredible musicians uh, mm. that we got to meet with and get um, different views on their personal experiences as musicians. So it was, I learned a lot and it was a really amazing mm-hmm. experience. So what advice was given on that show? that you still live by today, that was like one of the best pieces of advice? Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing I learned from that show was um, how to be able to be comfortable in your own skin, especially as a musician. There's a lot of comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I, I've compared myself. Other people have compared me to others. And I think the one thing that just stood out to me was everybody is – doing their own thing. Everyone is completely different. No one sees the world how you do and no one yeah. um, like other people may be able to sing and play piano also, but no one's going to do it like you can. And I think that really mm-hmm. stood out to me because for the, I was younger also. And for a long time I was like, Oh, I'm not good enough like this or this other singer is better than <laughs> oh, me. Well. Um, so yeah, that was definitely <clears throat> what I learned was uh, no one's going to do it like you can. Exactly. And, and, you know, you can only be a first-class you and a second-class someone else. Exactly. I like that, yeah. Because I remember when we first launched the show, I remember asking one of my Nashville friends for some advice. Um, And he he said the only – the main piece of advice I would give you is to be and stay authentic. He said because – he said you could do every Bobby Bones joke, every Ty Bentley joke, every – of host joke that you like and you try to emulate them. And he says, maybe you do pretty good and build an audience. He says, but the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. He says, so if you'll just stay authentic from the beginning, your show may grow slower, but it will grow with the right people. I really like that. Wow. That's a really great um, advice. <laughs> And that works for artists, and, and really, I think that's great advice for people in general, because, you know, people are trying to, you know, they got friends that they try to pretend around. You know what? Why not just be who you are, and the right friends will come? hmm Exactly. <clears throat> so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to um, come back and play, play your song, Girlfriend, and then we're going to talk about that. How does that sound? Okay, sounds good. All right, just hang on this line. Okay. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry, 
The sports guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Really love that song. Thank yeah, it's you. Great song. 
It's definitely catchy, Thank too. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, story behind that song, how did that come together? Yeah, that song was written by Ross Copperman, Callie Rohde, and mm-hmm. Logan Turner, who are all amazing um, musicians. The song is oh, wow. about being in a relationship but not really, like, having a label on it yet. So, basically, yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. um, if you want – to like if we want to keep this going then you're going to have to call me your girlfriend because if you aren't then like see you later I love that <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, like with Sandy and I we didn't have that problem we met online back when it was taboo back in 2002 we've been married 17 mm-hmm. years and oh, wow. she was from Kentucky and I'm from Georgia here so she we really didn't have that. I mean it was like we met February second of oh two. We talked on the phone for the first time, February fourth. Um, here's the crazy part. February eighteenth we set a wedding date and March fourth we met in person. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> no crazy so timeline. So, so so we were meeting March fourth for the first time to see who we were gonna marry. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. <clears throat> And here we are, 17 years later. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's amazing. <clears throat> what a cute story. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. And, and, we, and, you know, we never knew where it was all going to go. And, and it's funny because when we first married, um, I was one of these people that wanted to be the um, speaker. And I was big in the audio, audios. She was big in the music, and she kind of wanted in the music business. Mm-hmm. And – so we had to make a decision early on because she wanted to listen to music all the time. I wanted to listen to audios all the time. So we had to we kind of compromise and do the 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. And here we are 17 years later doing a show where I get to speak some and she gets to be in music. Wow, that's incredible, guys. <laughs> so, so it works out. never know we where things combine. are going yeah. to <laughs> get, get to combine both our passions. That's yeah, right. wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So one thing I like to do on our show is that, and I don't think that enough people do this. As you know, art, you know, when fans see you, they don't see the PR company. They don't see producers and other people that's around you on your team. They mm-hmm. just see you, and you never hear about the team. I always like to bring up the team and say, give the artists a couple minutes to kind of share who's on their team because without your team, you can't do what you do. So if you take a couple minutes, tell us a little bit about the people that help you make, help you do what you need to do. Yeah, totally. Um, so I have my manager. His name is Chris Woods, um, and mm-hmm. he's been with me for ever. Oh my goodness, how many years has it been? It's been, <laughs> I want to say. It was ever since the pop game, um, so maybe maybe that was actually like oh, wow. three, almost four. Um, so he's been with me for a while, and he's um, he's great. He lives out here in Nashville, so um, he has introduced me to so many incredible um, writers, and um, mm. I've built relationships <clears throat> through him, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but yeah, right hand man, he's great. Um, and then my PR company, um, Marblue, they're amazing. I'm very thankful for them as well. Um, they are the reason I'm on this show right now. Um, so that's nice. And like um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and then I'm also working with um, a social media manager who helps me with 
on my socials because um, honestly, I social media is not my favorite thing in the world. Um, honestly, I probably wouldn't have it if I wasn't mm. doing what I do. Um, yeah. So he helps me, uh, reminds me to post and um, what to post and all that good stuff. Um, of course, it's all genuine and it's all me, but um, I mm. definitely can use the help when it comes to that. Yeah. And um, my parents are really big supporters, and I just, like, consider my family also a part of my team <laughs> because they've helped. Uh, I write music all the time yeah. with my brothers. Um, oh, wow. And so they're, I feel like my family is just my biggest supporter, so I, I would feel like they're also a part of my team as well. What your and, parents think about all this? They have been so supportive ever since, um, ever since I could – like ever since I wanted to become an artist, they have been right there next to me saying, okay, like, let's do this. Like we're going to support you. And they have been ever since. So um, I'm really lucky. So tell us a parent story where, and I know you got a bunch of them, but just think of one that kind of stands out where they went above and beyond and you were like, wow, they really get it. Um, (laughs) yeah, there, there, there's a lot. Um, I mean, it's it's been – they've been doing stuff like that for me, like, ever since I told them mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to do for my career. Um, and mm-hmm. because I was so young, they have been helping me through it a lot, like um, uh, how to speak with my manager. And um, uh, they also introduced me to my performance coach, who um, I forgot oh, wow. to mention her, but I work with her uh, whenever I'm in – California because she does live in LA um but her name is KJ Rose mm. and oh my god she's incredible my favorite like person I've ever worked with um she's just mm. like this fun ball of energy and she kind of she teaches um how to perform on stage and stuff like that but they introduced me to her so like oh thanks guys um oh, wow. <laughs> and I I honestly I don't even I can't even say like one specific moment it's so just many. throughout it's been constant and um, I'm really thankful for it. Yeah, you know, we we definitely understand that because, you know, always say that our show is a family affair because, of course, we're husband and wife. But we kind of have a third team member that we consider team member, our little eight-year-old. We always have him come on and ask one question um, to each of the artists. Now, we've got a 15-month-old daughter. When she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in too. <laughs> but right now we just oh, have yeah, him. Yeah. So Sandy's going to get him on real quick and ask his question. What a cute and, he idea. Lo- and he loves yeah. it. Yeah, we're a family affair. (laughs) That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's important. Yeah, because we want to keep it all family. Yeah, okay, here's Christopher. Here he is. (laughs) Hey, am I, what's your name? Hey, Master, what's your favorite food? (laughs) What's my favorite food? That is a great question. My favorite food is probably... Pasta. I like spaghetti and meatballs. Mm. That's my favorite. I like Italian and what's food. Yours, Chris? Yes. And what's yours, Lil Chris? Pizza. Pizza, yeah. Keep it in Italian. Love that. <laughs> yeah, he could eat it all day long. Okay, bye. Bye, Christopher. <laughs> nice to go- meet you. <laughs> <laughs> he comes funny. and goes quick. Um, <laughs> what's funny about that is sometimes we'll, like, like, um, We'll be listening mm-hmm. to some of the artists we bring on the show talk about some things on video, 
and the different things. Like we had one guy that took over our Facebook page not too long ago, and he was telling the yeah. story about the interview. And, of course, the one point that he pointed out was Lil Chris's question. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. So eventually we're going to have all these – some of these artists that we interviewed are going to be big one day, and they're going to know him yes. him before they know us. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's adorable. I like so that you guys could, do that. Sweet. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Ooh, um, definitely John Mayer. Um, he's my number one, one inspiration. Um, oh my goodness, what would we write about? Oh my goodness, I feel like we wouldn't even get to writing because I have so much to talk about. <laughs> what would be your first question to him? What What would be a first question that you'd want to ask him? Um, can we sing one of your songs together right now? I love him so much. Um, oh my goodness, I would want to write. I would want to write something like really fun and upbeat with him because mm-hmm. I love um, his. Paradise Valley album. It's got a little more mm-hmm. country swing into it, which um, I think is super fun. And um, he's he's like a musical genius. He's incredible. Yeah. There's not one song wow. from him yeah. that I do not love and appreciate. Um, so yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm just like. So what's a song? That yep. That's <laughs> awesome. So what's a <laughs> song out there? That's what's a current song? I guess it don't have to be current, but you know. But if there is a current song, but what's a song out there that you wish you wrote that when you hear it, you're like, man, I wish I wrote that. Um, that's a great question. I, Ooh, hmm. I think I would say it would be, it would be a Tori Kelly song. And I think it would be, should have been us. Um, I don't know if you've heard that one, but Tori Kelly uh, she's another mm. incredible writer and uh, performer, and her vocals are just oh my goodness, beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but should have been us. It's I like I like the vocal range in it, um, and she has mm-hmm. it totally. Um, but I love when songs she goes super low, and then the chorus just hits you, and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I just it's it's a really really great song. That is really cool. So what is your songwriting? So we'll stick to songwriting a little bit here. What is your songwriting process? Do you, what do you do first, and how does that process work for you in most cases? Um, in most cases, I so I have um, in my notes a, a note called song titles, and just it's just pages and pages of song titles. Um, if someone says <laughs> something and I'm like, ooh, that's catchy, I'll write it down. Um, or if I just think of something <laughs> during the day. So usually mm-hmm. I'll try to write at least one song a day. So when I sit down to write, I'll look through my titles and then I'll pick whichever one I'm feeling. Um, whatever emotion mm-hmm. I'm feeling in the moment is usually um, the kind of song that I'll write. And mm-hmm. um, I, it's, it's kind of weird because um, not many people start title first. I feel like a little silly that I do that. Um, but it's just, it's just how, how I work. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll start there, and then whatever I'm feeling, if I'm in a really good mood, um, I'll write a really fun, upbeat song. And I'll, I'll start on piano mm-hmm. and then go um, to melody and then lyrics. 
I love that. That's you know, it's a really cool process. Um, so of the songs you've written, and, and and I know that everyone has its meaning. I get that. But what mm-hmm. is the song that means the most to you that you've written, and why? So my favorite song that I've written that means the most to me, I actually got tattooed on me. Um, it's called <laughs> You Walk With Me. And mm-hmm. it's a very inspirational song. Um, it was the first kind of inspirational worship song that I've written. Oh, wow. Um, and it just meant a lot to me. So, yeah, I got it tattooed on me. So, like, I would never forget, and I always have it. Um, it's not released anywhere. I haven't sang it and posted it um, just because. Maybe it's time. It's, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about it. It's just, it's a very special song to me. And I was like, I don't know if I just want this between like me and myself or if I should put it out, if it like means something just as much to somebody else as it did to me, you know? I say, I'll be honest. I think you should put it out. That's my <laughs> opinion. Cause you, mm-hmm. your fans <laughs> love you and that could be something that really moves them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know. I've been thinking about it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Just let me know if you do. <laughs> I will. I will. Totally. So I'm about to ask a question. And the way I ask, I have a purpose behind it. And I'll tell you why the purpose after I ask it. But um, okay. if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in that way is I want artists to open up because this past February made five years that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Mm-hmm. And and her answer five years ago, where she wanted to be in five years, is pretty much what she's living now. I mean, it was, you, couldn't, you couldn't ask for too much more for her, someone saying, this is my five-year vision. And she's living almost to the T of what she told us then. And I always like to wow. ask, tell, tell that story because I want people to realize a lot can happen in five years. So wow, if all yeah. bets were off, where would you be in five years? You know, let's be let's be Kelsey here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! In five years, I would I would have liked to um, gone on a tour and um, mm-hmm. be going on my second one. Um, I would to be an established, um, known singer songwriter. Um, and like I said earlier, I, mm-hmm. I'm i not in it for the fame. Um, I don't really find, like, myself being like, ooh, I want to, like, I want to have millions and millions of people, you know. But I would just, at that point, I would like to have um, touched somebody and um, mm-hmm. have a, a nice fan base where they they get me and they understand and they resonate with my music um, mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, go on these uh, tours and meet um, fans. I love meeting my supporters. It's one of my favorite things that ever. Awesome. Um, also, mm-hmm. I would like to uh, have mastered electric guitar at that point because um, I'm just starting out. <laughs> there you go. So I feel like I feel like in five years I could be I could be pretty good. Um, uh-huh. And I definitely see myself traveling, whether that's uh, for personal enjoyment or traveling as far as tours and um, touring the world um i would love to do that so yeah i feel like i feel like that i feel like that's my five-year plan 
and and I'm going to happen. And there you go. And I'm speaking it into existence. There you go. And think five years from now when I interview somebody, I'd like to be able to say, you know what? We asked this question to Madison, and this is what she's living. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I would love that as well. (laughs) So um, let's say you had a friend, and let's say that you heard them sing, him or her, and they – and they got something. You can tell they got. There's something special there, uh, and mm-hmm. this would be pre-COVID advice. So keep that in mind. Um, mm-hmm. And let's say that they played maybe 20 shows. So they haven't done a whole lot show-wise, but they've gotten on that stage. They've looked over the crowd, and they just know this is what they're supposed to do with their life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Ooh, um, oh my goodness! Someone who's already—you said they're they're on stage and they're they, yeah yeah they've only played twenty shows so they haven't done a whole lot that in there yet, but they just know this is what they're supposed to do. Gotcha. Um, that, okay, I, I'm not gonna be like don't give up because I feel like that's super cheesy. Um, but <laughs> if you know if you know that that's that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I feel like, I feel like you would um, after, cause I know mm-hmm. I did after performing um, a certain amount of shows, you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I would definitely say just um, don't stop. And because once you, once you say, okay, this is what I'm doing and you start to work for it, there's going to be ups and downs. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a struggle once there is downs and it's hard to see like um is this like really going where I want it to because I'm not where I want to be yet and um or I'm just I'm almost there but it seems like super difficult I feel like I should just like give up and try something else I would definitely say just don't don't stop just keep going because eventually you're going to get over that hill and you're going to be really glad that you did not give up I love that so as many times you've been on stage, what's one of the m- more embarrassing moments that's happened? What happened? Tell us that story. <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody think, got okay, on. So, yeah. Um, I performed at VidCon one year, um, which is a convention for, um, like, all the biggest YouTuber stars, and um, mm-hmm. there's oh, well. some performances mm-hmm. that go on. So. I performed and I was singing uh, Stone Cold by Demi Lovato. Um, it's a beautiful song. I love it. Um, but I totally forgot the lyrics and I was standing <laughs> up there just in silence. And I was like, and it was one of my first performances ever. So I was just standing oh, wow. there and I, oh, I was so nervous. Like my feet were shaking. I did not know what to do. Um, and honestly, looking back, like I'm trying to remember how I got out of that situation but I don't mm-hmm. even remember. I think I just like found it at one point and I was like, Oh, okay. This is like, this is where I am. But Oh my goodness. It was mm. the most embarrassing thing ever. The audience was super nice about it though. Like they just, they, they didn't like say anything or, or boo me or anything like that, which was good. <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, I've got a story like, I've got a story kind of like that, but not singing. I remember um, about 10, 12 years ago, um, maybe 15, somewhere in that, Brain. Um, we were helping here in Savannah a uh, young professionals thing launch. And that first night, they had where three people could get up and speak for five minutes. And they said, Anything you want, I'll be one of them. 
Uh, so, and, and, of course, I had about a week to plan, <clears throat> and I knew exactly what I was going to say. I had it all written down. I had, I had it prepared. I've, here's two things, a couple lessons I learned before I get into what happened that night. One lesson is don't change your speech the day you're going to speak. I learned that one the hard way. Number two is don't have your first speech in front of 300 professionals. <laughs> this was the first time I ever got up in – I thought, no big deal. Because uh, the five minutes was part of my story. But I thought, you yeah, know, no big deal. I can tell my story. Yeah. And I had it written down. I get up there, and I went to look at the sheet with the notes. I couldn't, I couldn't read it because it was shaking so bad. Oh. I mean, my whole hand was shaking. <clears throat> so I oh thought, no goodness. big deal. I'll put, a, I'll put it on the podium. Now, I'm a short guy. I'm only five seven for a, for a guy that's short, and okay. but the podium only went up to my waist. Well, I couldn't, and the lights were dim, so I put it there. Well, I can't read that, so that ain't gonna work. So I finally oh, come goodness. to the conclusion: I'm just gonna have to wing it. I know my story. Thought no big deal. Problem thing comes out zero <laughs> zilch. Yeah, literally nothing that was there. And Sandy told me later that she she wished she could help me with stuff that she could do. She was on front row about the freak. She goes, Yeah, watching this. I mean, (laughs) all I could think about in that moment, and and, and, and again, it's clear as day. Still, I feel like I'm in that moment now, you know, because I can remember it was so clear. I can remember just thinking. I have to get through this because I knew if I walked off that stage without finishing, I'll probably never do anything with speaking again. I knew this. Oh. I had it. I was like, this was a defining moment in my life. I had to. I had to finish, yeah. and I prayed that they didn't pull me off the stage. So we're about a minute, maybe minute and a half in. So these people had to put up with me trying to speak, and nothing's coming out for about a minute. And finally, was I, I was like, you know what? I'll just say the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, I I guess it was God helping me out here because I didn't, ha- I had nothing in me. And I was like, mm. I said, um, I said, I stopped. I took a breath, and I said, okay, if y'all get nothing out of this, at least you get a good laugh. The whole crowd, <laughs> I mean, they just bawled on that one. Oh, <laughs> they loved it, that. Yes, it worked. And that mm-hmm. was yeah. and that was just enough to get my body to react to calm down, and I nailed the rest. Mm-hmm. Relax. Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> and so you yeah. you got and through again, it eventually. Yeah, I got through it. Yeah. it was, I did. I yeah. it. I got through it in that five minutes. But it was it was one of them horrors that that you know because you know speakers will tell you before when they first got started that that that, that was the well most speakers will tell you their fear is forgetting what they want to say, just like you are forgetting mm-hmm. lyrics. You know, yeah. I didn't forget what I wanted to say. It just didn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because my, my mind was saying it. My mouth wasn't. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It happens to, it happens so, to everybody. So I got one of the moments, too. It made me think of that when you just said that about that moment. Yeah. So as, as we wind down here, and we're down to our last question. And what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Ooh, hmm. 
Um, oh my goodness. I feel like, I mean, I've done a lot of interviews, and I feel like for the most part, I mean, most of them at the end, they're like, so um, is there anything else you'd like to add? And I'm like, um, no, I feel like you did, like, you did your job. Like, <laughs> you asked pretty much everything. So um, I'm not sure. I feel like, I feel like you all get your job done. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Oh, we appreciate that, yes. Yeah. I mean, I and, like you, know, you guys. Um, honestly, this is one of my uh, favorite interviews because you guys are a lot more um, personal and like lighthearted and fun. And some interviewers are more like, um, I don't know, just more. Uh, I don't want to say strict, but like into their jobs where it's like not fun for them. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, when we, uh, still, we love hearing that. I'm, I, I'm a conversationalist. It's, it's just what I. You know, it's funny that we're doing this show now. Because um, for 17 years of our marriage, and Sandy used to roll her eyes at this, we would sit there, and um, there would be many times we'll be walking on the streets, and we will – I will end up in a conversation with – and I'm not talking about in a conversation with a friend. I'm talking mm-hmm. – end up in a conversation with with a stranger, and yeah. it, within two, three minutes, she knows we're there 60. She she just – she'll roll her, she would roll her eyes some, and I ended up in thousands of conversations like that through the 17 years we've been married. And it's funny because now here it is, <laughs> yeah. 17 years later since we married, that all that work that I put into getting to know people is coming out here because, again, I like to have a conversation. I don't want it to be just me ask you a question, you answer, me ask you a question. I want it to be a conversation, a dialogue between a couple people and the world listening in. Totally, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And that's what we try to, you know, if people leave the show feeling like, you know what, that was like a friendship conversation. But that's that's how I, that's, we, I did my job. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that's great. It is, it's totally like that. <laughs> Love that. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Um, you can follow me on my socials. Most of them are just Madison, M-A-D-Y-S-Y-N. And um, same goes for any streaming platform you would like to play my music on. We love that. And you know what? You know, we really enjoyed having you on today. And we look forward to watching where your career goes because we, definitely, we definitely can see that it's about to explode. And we'd love to have you back on down the road as it does. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I enjoy this as well. Thank you, guys. Hi, you oh, have a thank great you day. so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.